feature presentation. This weird aberration society. Welcome back to Mutual Aberration Society. I'm Ryan. And today I'm going to be talking about a film from 2010 called Confessions. And I felt it was appropriate, since I was talking about a movie called Confessions, that I record this confession style um, in my car, talking into my handheld Tascam field recorder. I just feel like that just fits aesthetically uh, and thematically um, with the title right? Whatever, we're doing it. (laughs) Uh, So Confessions is a, uh, as I said, it's a film from 2010. It's a Japanese movie um, directed by Tetsuya Nakashima. Um, It's also adapted from a novel, uh, and that novel is also called Confessions, and it's uh, written by Kane uh, Minato, who's a mystery crime thriller writer. Uh, from Japan as well. Um, Now, Nakashima is uh, a fairly well-known director internationally. Um, In Confessions, I feel like it's kind of... I feel like it's an obscure film, but it's only obscure probably to Americans um, because it's definitely not an obscure film uh, in Japan. because it literally won uh, the equivalent of the Japanese Academy Award. I think uh, Nakashima won Best Director. Uh, I think he also won Best Film and Best Screenplay. So he got a hat trick uh, for this movie. Uh, But I still think that it's such a fucked up little revenge film that it still fits in the uh, milieu of Mutual Aberration Society. So, Tetsuya Nakashima is probably known for his other films, uh, Kamikaze Girls, and his most recent film, uh, The World of Kanako, kind of outside of Japan. Like, I feel like those two films get talked about a lot by sort of non-Japanese film audiences. Uh, Kamikaze Girls is definitely one of those movies that is a cult sort of uh cinephile favorite so he's not a director who doesn't have i mean clearly he's won uh, a japanese academy award as i've already said he's not a director that's like on the fringes he's a working uh director making films with uh considerable budgets uh and they're all well-made movies um they're all highly interesting and he has an interesting sort of visual style um and that's no uh different in Confessions. Uh, Confessions is a very slick film. Um, Confessions is a very uh, interesting movie um, in terms of like not only sort of like the visual style of of it but also the music. He uses like a lot of like English speaking uh, like English speaking. (laughs) He uses a lot of uh, English music in terms of like the people singing are singing in English and they're not Japanese uh, artist so like the needle drops in confessions are very sort of 
in, like they are. It's a strange. It creates this strange juxtaposition. The music choices that are in this movie when it comes to sort of the way the scenes, the way they're like laid over the scenes as they play out because you're like watching this very uh Japanese film with these Japanese characters and then here's this like song that sounds almost like I don't know none of the songs in this movie actually uh are are recognizable to me um they just sound like American pop music or American uh stuff that's like top 20 top 50 kind of shit but yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting contrast, uh, an interesting choice by uh, Nakashima to use the sort of music he does. Uh, but I'm on a, a tangent, and let me sort of try and uh, bring it back around to some sort of uh, direction with, with me talking about this movie. Uh, so I will read uh, the synopsis, as I always do, for Confessions, and then we can, uh, we can continue to delve into this movie here we go her pupils murdered her daughter she will have her revenge a psychological thriller of a grieving mother turned cold-blooded avenger with a twisty master plan to pay back those who were responsible for her daughter's death so yeah that's a good overview of confessions plot and stakes um but it's so much more uh obviously than that (laughs) because it's not just about the uh it's not just about the the idea right where like this movie is more of a meditation um on sort of the pointlessness uh, or how empty uh revenge is and and also it's i guess it's about sort of senseless violence I mean, there's a lot of things going on in this movie, um, you know, that that are sort of uh, that I think uh, I think it explores it in a way that leaves it sort of as more of a presentation. Uh, it's not judging these characters, even though these characters are doing, you know, some evil things, um, but. I'll go ahead and I'll uh, kind of like walk through sort of some of the uh, moments in the story, um, and I probably I probably won't go beat by beat, uh, uh, but don't hold me to that, because <laughs> uh, you know I, I I have a tendency to to always do that. Uh, but yeah, so the story actually begins with uh, Yuko, uh, or her name is uh, Mrs. Moraguchi, so like Yuko Moraguchi. And she's got a classroom full of uh, high schoolers, and they're being, you know, high schoolers. They're being loud and, you know, talking, and she's trying to, like, give the class uh, a... It's not even... She's not even trying to teach a lesson as much as she's trying to just have a discussion. And more or less, she's announcing to the class that she will no longer be their teacher. Um, And she starts to tell the class, you know... Uh, her reasonings for wanting to leave and that her daughter has passed away Um, and of course this is something that the whole school already knows um, but it's thought that her daughter died in an accident Um, but obviously as the story goes along we actually discover uh, what really happened 
And in this opening where she's talking to the class, this is when she sort of reveals to the class that her daughter was murdered um, and that she was murdered by two of the students in this classroom. And she refers to them as student A and student B. And then she starts to uh, say things about each student that quickly reveals who A is to the class and who B is as well to the class. But the moment that she says that it's the students in the classroom, like two of the students in the classroom, then all the kids at that point start to pay attention. Because at, when the movie opens, like I said, they're, they're, they're talking, they're, they're being, you know, um, they're being, you know, high school teenagers, you know. So, um, and then it starts, once, once that moment happens, um, and we start to uh, delve into who these who these murderers are, um, and she's, one of, one of them is a, uh, a, a student who wins a, uh, science, the, the, the science fair, um, and she talks about how he's, uh, a smart student, and then the other student is, uh, a kid who just recently came to their school, um, and I'm trying to remember, I think, I think the, the, uh, the kid, who is the sort of when the one who wins the science fair and who's really kind of the true probably the true villain of 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 the piece is uh i think his name is shuya and the other kid is uh naoki uh, i think naoki naoki excuse me um any listeners who are uh potentially japanese if i'm butchering that name i apologize you know um <laughs> uh but yeah those are the two students uh who had who who Mrs. Moriguchi uh says killed killed her daughter um and then she's and something important that I left out is that all it's showing as as this opening happens and as she says this and announces this to the class uh it shows that all of the kids drinking milk, like she's like handed out milk to all the students. Um, and so they're all drinking milk. And when she reveals that, like two of the students, uh, killed her daughter and that students A and B, when she describes them and basically, you know, doxes them, (laughs) uh, for lack of a better word, or to use a, a, a current, uh, modern day, uh, saying, uh, or phrase, uh, she doxes these two, um, we, the, the class knows exactly who these two kids are, they're sitting there, then she says, oh yeah, I gave you all milk, you guys all drank it down, um, my, and then she, she reveals to the class that her husband, um, died of HIV, or, or full-blown AIDS, he had HIV, she never contracted HIV, nor did her daughter, uh, because they got tested immediately when he found out, but as as uh, this was revealed, she's going through this whole story too. If it sounds like I'm saying a lot, it's because this whole opening is a bi- is one big setup that goes on for at least twenty, maybe maybe thirty minutes long. Um, you know, uh, but but she's revealing all of this, all of this sort of exposition up front, heavy up front, um, which 
kind of speaks probably to how well this movie is the fact that they could get away with all of this exposition dump like because it's relevant to the plot and it's it's relevant to the characters it's relevant it's relevant to the whole story and the way that it's revealed is done in a sort of cinematic way it's not it's not like the camera's static and it's like there's the camera's moving it's doing things so it's not one of those things where like she she is relaying a lot of information but the audience is also the also also the students you know they're, they're a stand-in for us so there's a reason why she's telling, telling this information because it's unknown information to none of to, it's not known information to any of the kids and any of her students, including the two guilty ones who killed her daughter. Uh, but she she lays it out to them like that, like you know she and her daughter didn't you know thankfully contract uh, HIV, um, and but her husband did, um, and but before he died, uh, she she says that she took some of his blood. And she put the blood in the milk of the two students. Um, and immediately, uh, once she says that, there's a reaction from both of the both of the boys. Uh, like one one uh, Ashuya, I think, covers his mouth and like gets up and runs out of the room. And then the other boy, uh, Naoki uh, or, or Noki or Nawaki, I'm, I'm killing that name. <laughs> Uh, he sits at his desk frozen, but all of the kids, all of the, their other fellow students, they like immediately back away. Like, Oh my God, like they have HIV, you know? Um, and like, that's sort of the way the movie opens is like, and, and, and she says something like you guys are 14 years old. So because of that in Japan, like you, you're, it doesn't matter. Uh, even if you were convicted of this murder, they would it would be like nothing you would not get anything for it because you're because you're of a of, uh you're underage and you're not going to be you know executed given the death penalty or put in jail for any significant uh, amount of time due to the fact that you're so young um and even if she could convince the police that it wasn't an accident because it's deemed an accident um again very front heavy loaded exposition in this movie um because she lays out exactly and 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 when she's laying out what's happening and who the students are the the movie is actually flashing back and showing you know um which is the thing that this movie does it jumps around in time it it replays things through different perspectives you know uh it it, is doing a lot of you know cool things that you can do in 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 film and and you could do it's a novelist it's a novelistic technique and obviously uh confessions is adapted from a novel but those novelistic techniques are adapted in cinematic ways that make it you know cool so and i'm sure it's cool in the book because that type of tech those type of techniques are best in my opinion are actually best in a novel it's what a novel does significantly uh better than any other medium like is that sort of like the ability to jump between perspectives and and you know and 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 relay information uh, at different moments you know whenever this sort of the writer wants it to be revealed uh a novel does that in a way uh that no other sort of uh medium does um it's built for that it's literally literally other mediums are aping the novel you know and in this in this uh specific instance uh confessions the film is doing it but it's doing it smartly in a cinematic way um but yeah so this is revealed right um and obviously the teachers the teacher is saying that like the police think it was an accident because they found 
her daughter lying in a pool like she drowned, right? Um, but what we discover is uh, she had found a, like, it looks like a Hello Kitty pocket, like, mini pocketbook purse that her daughter wanted when they were out walking. Um, uh, they were, like, a- out at a market walking or something around Tokyo or or whatever area of Japan. I don't even know if it's Tokyo now that I'm thinking about it. It, it might not be. It might be, like another area like Shibuya or right I think that might be the name I'm, I, I don't I don't quite remember where the story is set other than it's set in Japan um, um, but she's out with her daughter and she she asked her mom for this Hello Kitty pocketbook or this Hello Kitty uh, you know it's like a snap book you know like one of those little like uh, what do you call it like change purses that's probably a more accurate description of what it is like a Hello Kitty change purse the kind that like snaps you know open and shut um and her mom tells her, no, she can't get it. Uh, but when she's, after she, she's like looking around, she just, after her daughter's been discovered that she's dead, which is very tragic, obviously. Her daughter's only like maybe five or six years old, very, very small child. And she goes with her mother to to her uh, uh, school at certain times um, because she doesn't have, I guess, daycare. I don't know. Like, but, the, but her students know who her daughter is. Their daughter's there at the school. And she's usually like... Um, while she's teaching or doing things after school, the daughter's usually there, you know, whatever. Um, but she discovers that Hello Kitty purse and when she opens it up and she sees that there's this device inside of it. And this device is the device that Shuya made that won him the science fair project, which I don't know if police, you know, why police couldn't put two and two together. Uh, but you know, um, the way it's set up, it kind of makes sense, I guess, because it just, it just automatically deemed this is an accident. No woman. And, and the purse is not next next to the pool it's like it's like in the grass or in the dirt like not far away but like not in the vicinity like the near vicinity of the pool but like obviously if you're walking that way like it's like oh it maybe got tossed over there or or whatever um but i guess the police were never investigating a homicide they immediately uh assumed that this was a tragic accident that she fell into this pool and died um but yeah, so she discovers this purse with this, sh- and and she knows this too because again, it, he won the science fair for making this thing. It's like a theft deterrent. Like it's it's something that like women could put in their purses that once they're like mugged or whatever they get and they hand it over and they give it to a mugger. He opens it and it it shocks them, right? Um, well, he get I, uh, what what's revealed is that Shuya and the, uh, uh, Naoki give it to her daughter she opens it it shocks her she falls back and they think it killed her like and then uh Nayoka throws her body in the pool right um but as the story uh progresses we discover that that's actually not the case and it's revealed that like actually she wasn't dead uh because that shock wasn't enough to kill her and that when Nayoka picks her up, he sees her eyes opened up, and he throws her in the pool, knowing that she's still alive and she drowns. So ultimately, he's the one that killed her, not Shuya, who's the more evil of the two, but really wanted, you know, like, but... And he's actually mean to Nayoka, too, because he's, like, using him to help him. He wants to uh, basically uh, get the attention of his own mother. Um, Shuya does. His own mother is a 
a brilliant scientist who's no longer in his life and is remarried and doesn't really pay him attention. Um, all of this stuff is uh, sort of laid out in very detailed fashion in this movie because um, it is really a movie about sort of like uh, as much as it's about revenge, it's also about like parent being a parent and being a child and how important it is to sort of pay attention to your children. That's another sort of, uh, I feel like, moral kind of uh, message. But again, message is probably not even the right word, because I, like I said earlier when I started, like this isn't a movie that that is necessarily heavy-handed and it's, and it's what it's trying to say. It's really, it's approach. It's clearly, the things that it's trying to say are very clear, and don't, 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 don't get me wrong, but... Its approach is to present these characters non-judgmentally, even though, like, it is present, presenting them in a way that you're going to inevitably have a judgment. I mean, like, clearly, like, Shui is an evil fucking bastard. And when you really get to see his perspective and know what he's taught, know his reasons behind why he did it, it's pretty much, you know, because he wants attention and he doesn't get attention and he wanted to hurt the teacher and, like, he doesn't really like Mrs. Moriguchi and shit. Um, but, but, yeah, like... So this is revealed uh, to the class that these are the two guys who killed to killed him. Then the then the then the movie sort of like starts over, like uh, or it doesn't really start over. It just starts again with the kids back in class, and they have this new male teacher who's replaced Mrs. Morguchi. And again, so now all the class has heard this confession that these two boys killed them. So like now they're like sort of black sheep of the school. If they were before, the kids knew about it. They're now even more so the black sheeps of their of their class and of their school um but as far as to the regular the general sort of uh public and to the rest of probably the faculty in school like mrs moriguchi's daughter died in a tragic accident but the students know otherwise and so like they're subjected to sort of um, shuya and noyoki are subjected to sort of this shunning and and bullying and that's purposeful like more uh mrs moriguchi or yuko wants them to really suffer which is why she tells them that like they have aids uh which we discover as the story goes on that that actually isn't true um because shuya has a uh he gets he gets himself tested and the results come out negative and the whole time like this is just part of moriguchi's sort of uh grand plan to to get revenge and make make these two boys really uh learn their lesson um and I'm not going to be very linear um, about, you know, what happens next and what doesn't. I'm just going to jump all over the place and try to sort of talk about this movie in a very uh, loose, freeform way. Much like the movie, um, even though it's very well constructed, like it does bounce between, like I said, novelistic in that uh, degree where it bounces between different characters. But once we meet this new teacher, um, we see like, oh, the two boys are still in class the kids are kind of like they know who they are but they know what they've done because of the opening um and now it's like how they how what's their existence but when when it comes back like there's only the only one in there is shuya noyoki isn't back in school he's at home now he's become sort of a recluse and he he doesn't you know want to ever come back to the but come back to school which i mean fair enough i mean i guess you wouldn't either if you've been uh, outed as a murderer to the rest of the your classmates by your former teacher um for killing a little girl um that they all knew and she was a little child um 
but Shuya is there, and Shuya's just there, but there's one, one girl who, who's not mistreating Shuya, and she becomes sort of like, uh, she has a, 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 a relationship with him, she actually likes him, and, and it's, it's through her that we discover, uh, more about him initially, and, and, and that his test is negative, and they have, like, a, a brief, like, kind of, like, pseudo kind of relationship, where they're kind of like boyfriend and girlfriend, but it's not official, um, and it's through her that the story sort of like shows another side of Shuya before revealing that he's ultimately just really a piece of shit. Uh, that ultimately um, she's the one person that's there for him and his mother isn't. And But he's ultimately mean to her. And then she sort of points out to him like, yo, you just, you're doing all this because you want the attention of your mother and it's pathetic. And he ends up actually killing her and putting her body uh, in like a, a refrigerator. Uh which is the first time I think he's killed us. He's like, he's, he's done this thing where like he has a website where he's trying to like count down. Uh, he's created these, uh, what he calls, uh, execution machines. And he's like killing like cats and stuff. Um, again, he's doing all this shit for attention. He's doing this shit online, but you have to know that this site exists. And the, 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 pe- the few people that do can log in and watch these videos of him making these sort of confessions. Um, and honestly confessions, it's called confessions because we're getting these different confessions from these different characters. Moriguchi is making certain confessions. Like it opens with her confessing to the class. Um, then you have the the actual literal confession of the murder from Shuya and Noyoku. They give their own perspectives on what happened. Um, you get the confession of, of, of the girl, I'm blanking on her name, that becomes Shuya's girlfriend that he ultimately kills, um, so, yeah, it's, it's pretty, the, the, the confessions in this movie are an important element, it's not just, that's not just the name or a, a, a title that sounds, you know, um, it's kind of a generic title, but, but kind of really does work, uh, for what, what this movie is, um, and I'm really, I've already revealed that he kills, Shuya kills a girl, but ultimately, like, this is a, like, when this new teacher that is, this male teacher that is replaced Miss Moriguchi's there, uh, and we see Shuya's not there, uh, that, uh, we see Shuya's the only one there, and he kind of gets a little bit ostracized and, and, and picked on and bullied a little bit by his classmates, uh, we see the other student, Aoki's not there, and the 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 new teacher what he does is go to his house every day with the girl who is Shuya's uh the only one who's nice to Shuya and becomes his girlfriend like uh she goes with him to the house every day because he wants a student to come accompany him along they knock on the door talk to Naoki's mother Naoki ultimately tells him he's not going to come and then we get a whole other series of uh um, moments with just Naoki's mother and him and about how he's been since, since this whole, you know, death of, or murder of Mrs. Moriguchi's daughter. Um, and like, he's basically become, like I said, a recluse and he's, uh, at his home and he doesn't bathe. He doesn't, he doesn't, he just eats disgustingly. He doesn't cut his hair. Um, and all of this is like some sort of like self-inflicted punishment for what he's done. 
Um, it's his way of like psychologically coping. But his mother is in, obviously going through um, this mental uh, turmoil about her young son. Um, and I think at a certain point, um, she has she does have private conversations with, with Moriguchi, and she blames her for what for what happened with her son. Um, and, and apparently, her, at some point, her son told her that he has he has HIV, um, and it gets revealed to his mother, like through him, I believe that like what happened. Um, and like, if all of this is sounding like very like heavy and like some sort of like it is, it's it's heavy. Um, and I really do not want to ruin um, ultimately what happens. Uh, and I already kind of, I've, I've kind of said some things like the girl's death, but I do feel like the girl's death and Shuya sort of like, yeah, it's revealed that he kills her, but the way they reveal it, it's kind of, they reveal it first and then they kind of do this nonlinear time jump of how he got there, which again is a lot of what this movie does is, is, is presenting you a moment and then flashing and telling it from another perspective and showing like a different angle, like almost like Rashomon, like. I mentioned in the beginning that Shuya runs out of the classroom when Mrs. Moriguchi tells the class that they drank poisoned milk with the with the blood of uh, but it has HIV infected or AIDS infected blood of her dead husband, right? And he runs out of the classroom with his hand over his mouth. But they replay that scene through the perspective of Shuya at a certain point, and we see it, and he we see him running out with his hand over his mouth. When he gets in the hallway, he's like laughing. Um, and it and it really lays out why he's laughing, and it really lays out in a way of like his expectation. Like he he kind of had his, uh, in his mind, he probably thought like it was that Miss Moriguchi was bluffing. Um, he wasn't quite certain, but even then, he he knew enough to know that like it's very unlikely that he would contract HIV through that way, like that like uh, and like his plan had worked um, because she you know he wanted he wanted to like get it out there that he murdered this girl so that his mother would find out because he won the science fair to get her attention because a noted one of a noted a guy whose book they keep referring to this scientist or whatever um that actually is referred to in the in the opening monologue um is someone that his mother looked up to and he's a judge of the science fair so he figures if i make this anti-theft device and win the science fair it'll get uh, my mother's attention because this guy's one of the judges, but at the same time, um, another, some random person who does some sort of killing, and I can't, I can't remember the name, and, and it's interesting because we have, like, school shooters in, in, in Japan, I mean, in, we have, in Japan, what am I saying, Jesus, we have school shooters in America, and Japan doesn't really have that, but this kind of feels like, um, like, the killing that he's trying to, or, 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 or the killing that he had initially done, of his teacher's daughter and he's planning another one kind of feels like the Japanese uh reply to the to the to the spree shooting here and there's another killing um that happens uh where some some I think I think it's uh some people are poisoned um and I, if I'm not mistaken, and again, I'm recalling this movie after watching it, so if I'm getting some of the details wrong, don't, you know, don't shoot me. Uh, but I believe the girl who becomes Shuya's girlfriend, um, 
she's implicated in that. And I'm not, I'm not quite certain if she was the one who did it or if she was like a follower of this person. But those killings overshadow the science fair win. So he decides that's when he hatches the plan to kill uh, Mrs. Moriguchi's daughter. And he wants people to think it's a murder. But because Naoki threw the, threw the girl in the pool um, and it makes it look like a suicide, uh, it's, not, it's deemed as an accident, which, which upsets Shuya. But also, Shuya fucked up. That's what Naoki points out. Like, you didn't actually kill kill the girl I did. Like, you didn't even do that right. You fucked up. Um, but, like, once it's revealed, like, that he has, or he was a murderer, and that he it was a murder to the rest of the classmates, it, it makes him happy. Because he wants to be known for something. Even though it's not what he's going to be known for in terms of his mother. He still gets some sort of sick, twisted satisfaction that she revealed it. That she knew that he did it. Because he wanted her to know that he did it. And he wanted other people to know that he did it. Um, and then it becomes one of these things too where he hatches a new plan to sort of do a... a to plant a bomb in the school. Um, and that's where I won't reveal anything else. That's where I'll stop. Be, and I'll say go watch Confessions. Because at that moment, um, we discover, okay, Shuya's going to do this other thing that's going to try to ultimately get the attention of his mother. But in the background, we also have the fates of Naoki, um, what's going to happen with him, who's, he's still, they're unable to connect with him at all on any level, he won't leave the house, you know, he's got this weird relationship now with his mother, um, who loves him dearly, but that's not the little boy she knew now anymore um and then you have moriguchi who's hatched this revenge plan and like is she going to allow shuya to get this notoriety that he so craves and um how that all culminates how that all comes together it's worth it's worth watching and it's worth me not spoiling it um you know i don't really give a fuck about spoiler spoilers but i won't spoil it i feel like um I feel like it's one of those movies that there's so much going on. It's trying to sort of say a lot, but not be, uh, but without coming out and overtly saying it, but saying it through depiction. Um, and there's a lot there. There's a lot. It's one of those movies that leaves you thinking about certain things. Um, and it's shot. Well, again, I've already mentioned that at the top of this episode, uh, uh, the, the, the director is definitely a, a a a stylist. He's not a director that has like a uh, a non cinematic kind of uh, eye. Like Tetsuya uh, Nakashima is definitely um, a director who can shoot the fuck out of a movie and definitely does some interesting things um, with the camera. Um, so while this could be a very boring movie in different people's hands or a very, let's say, a more uh, deliberate or like set in a few rooms and people talking. And he does he, he does a lot of interesting things to, to, to tell this story in a way that makes it uh, visually compelling. So, yeah, um, go out and seek this movie out. Um, it's available, I think, on Amazon. Um to buy um it's not streaming anywhere uh i might put it 
I might do the do what I've done for other uh, episodes of certain movies where I give access to where people can watch it uh, on on the Patreon. Um, I might do that. Uh, or I'll, I'll probably just say, hey, if you want me to do that and you're a patron, just hit me up and t- and I can I can I can do that. Um, but definitely go seek this movie out. It's definitely. Um, it's definitely a, a, a quality movie. Um, I mean, as evident by the fact that, like, it won like, all these Japanese Academy Awards. Not saying that, like, Academy Awards are indicative of a film's quality, because I've gone on record as saying, um, at least for the American Academy Awards, the Oscars, like, the Oscars are not indicative of the film's quality, and they haven't been for over a decade, um, at least, and that's being probably nice. Um, but I don't know about the Japanese Academy Awards. Um, I do watch a lot of Japanese films, um, and I do feel like they have a lot of quality movies um, coming out of Japan. So, um, yeah, this is a real movie. Um, not to say that some of these other movies that I watch aren't real movies, but I tend to cover things that are a lot more... Uh, let's say underground and uh at least lately you know um and this is not one of those this is definitely a full-fledged film with a capital f so uh please run don't walk and go check out confessions and uh i'll be back next week talking about something else i love you no diamond ring Holiday sun, open you, planet us, present you big money, big system, big thing, big brother. I need you, oh no, silver fox, doctor, swimming pool, up, planet us, present you big money, big system, big thing.